Hello and welcome and thank you for downloading this episode of Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher, the world's best yoga teacher and comedian podcast as far as I'm aware. And if anyone can enlighten me as to others, then please don't so that I can continue to use that as the selling point to the best of my knowledge. Only thing I need to mention before uh, this one is that there's a reference to a class we did the day before, which is one we did without any pressure on the arms and wrists. So it was done without hands, sort of. So you might sort of need to know that for a bit early on to make some sense. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It always it always talks like Microsoft Sam or whatever. It's like, the database with one, two, three, and four has overcome. It's like, oh my God, what is it saying? I can't take it in. It's talking too slow. <laughs> when I try to write scripts, there's a program called Final Draft that used to mm. illegally download. I don't know if I should be... Mm-hmm. Are they going to come after me for... <laughs> 20 years well, was later. it illegal then? I'm not sure. <laughs> actually, maybe it was legal. Yeah, I think I bought it actually for loads of money. <laughs> yeah. So you could write a script and it's a good script formatting software. And then mm. at the end, you can make the program read out your script, but they do it as Microsoft Mike and Microsoft Mary and stuff. Yeah. So it just sounds like, oh, you are leaving me. No, do not go. <laughs> and, I don't know, I write melodramas, yeah. but I haven't written any scripts for a, a long, long time. Have you done that in the past, then write something and then send it to yeah, someone? Yeah, I have done, like yeah. A... The only when I was young. It's okay, you don't have to be embarrassed. No, no, no. no well, <laughs> I thought... I'm, I've not done it since I've matured, don't worry. I'm no, so embarrassed. Well, yeah, I'm going to be embarrassed to read the thing now, but... You don't have to read it out loud. <laughs> reading anything that you wrote when you were younger is just so embarrassing. Like The thing is now, I wonder, yeah, like, definitely. if you were... Like, I did write absolute terrible stuff when I was in my teens, you know. Everybody does. Yeah, but it's not on the internet. Whereas now, I suppose, you probably yeah. think, oh, I best self-publish this little story. And then 10 years' time... Facebook will be like, reminder, you wrote this when you were a child. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, delete, delete. <laughs> I mean, I'll write stuff now that I'll be embarrassed mm. about in 10 years' time as well. So, I mean, it just is yeah. what happens to some it's degree. It's just but... a learning curve. I think maybe embarrassed probably isn't the right word for yoga teachers. It's more just like, oh, how could I get it so wrong? You know, like maybe if you look back at old classes that you used to teach and it's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, people. You know, I was new. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Hi, how have you been? Hello, I'm alright. How, how are you after our hands-free flow last night? It sounds like a Bluetooth device, isn't it? Okay, uh, wristless flow? <laughs> no, wrist-free flow. Armsless flow? <laughs> Oh, no. well, it's just because, you know, like your hands-free phones, isn't it? I was trying to figure out if it was hyphenated or not, so I searched hands-free, and it brought up all these headphones, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> hands-free. It was, yeah, harder work than I thought it would be. Oh, well, I'm glad. Or at least I assume that's a good thing, that it was harder work than you expected. expecting. Yeah, maybe. I just sort of always think I'm going to, like, breeze through it, because... Because you've been doing it for so no, long? No, just because, um... It must be a masculine thing, sort of like, ah, bring it on, you know. <laughs> bring on the hard yoga. And then uh, then it is hard. And then you're like, oh, I should have a day off. Now. <laughs> and when it's hot as well, it's worse, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit different when it's hot. I'm not sure if we've really talked about hot yoga. Have we talked about hot yoga? I don't think so. Well... I, I have a very, maybe, unpopular opinion about hot yoga. Oh, good, yeah. A bit of controversy, so. that would get the... <laughs> this would go viral. <laughs> so, um, I don't like hot yoga. So that's not obviously that con. Loads of people don't like hot yoga. 
and for good reason. But I actually think that it is potentially a little bit bad and could be bad for you. So I am talking about hot yoga, not warm yoga. So when you live in a cold country, like in England, you can find warm classes that are quite, I would say, quite pleasant too hot but only once you get moving if that makes sense so like maybe the room is like 25 or 30 degrees or something like that so like yeah it's a bit uncomfortable but you're not like absolutely sweltering the moment you walk into the room it's just like oh this is hot this is a bit warm especially if you've been outside and then you do like a more gentle flow because it's warm as well and it and maybe even like warm yin and stuff like that where you're kind of relaxing but it's nice and toasty that can be quite nice so I'm not talking about that but what I am talking about is actual heart yoga, which can be in the 40s, no lie, and is absolutely its own thing. <laughs> you absolutely drip with sweat. Um, it's extremely common to have illness after it. Obviously, if you go as far as like vomiting, then that was an extremely bad sign. And you'd be into danger ter- territory such as heat exhaustion. But even just like a headache and stuff like that is really common. Loads of people swear by it. Absolutely swear by it. Love it. Think they should do hot yoga every day all the time. Oh, I'm, I'm sweating out all my toxins or whatever. But I'm just not. I think I think it's because there's not enough guidance around it. So like you just get you just go in and you can get a fitness instructor teaching in like a 40 degree or hotter room. You can't, you can't do that. You have to know why you're teaching in that heat. You have to be able to tell people to hold back. Like I've always said, even now, like when it's hot now, 80%. Give me 80% or less. Don't give me everything you've got because you're going to kill yourself. You're going to be so tired. You're going to get a headache and you're just going to end up just exhausting yourself. And it's not, that's not what we're trying to do. We don't, if it takes you hours to recover, you've had heat stroke. So don't do it. <laughs> so... I don't know, I just, I'm a bit, I don't know, I'm a bit uh, passionate about the fact that I really don't think heart yoga is, I don't know, mm. I just think it's a bit un- too unregulated for my for my liking. So do you not think it's, is it one of those things that you think that might not be actually that bad if it's done properly, but it's not done properly enough? Is that what you mean? Or do you think it's just potentially bad anyway? Or- well, there is definitely, there's definitely people that should never, ever, ever do heart yoga. But then if you potentially quite like hot weather and your body quite is you know not as happy to sweat a bit and things like that then potentially if you found a good safe place you could then it could be good for you but there's a lot of um i'm not because i feel like you need to have like a safety class before you go in there's so much to make sure people know before they do a hot class that you're just never going to cover in a cl- in the class you know like um obviously hydration is a really big you know really important part but then there's like you can you can stretch further when you're hot and that's usually not a good thing and if you're already a flexible person you'll just end up getting into the joints way too far and hurting yourself you know because we're not trying to be contortionists or anything I don't know, it just, I think potentially, yes, potentially it could be a good thing if it's done properly, but I'm not confident that the majority of studios do do it properly, you know. And that's coming from a teacher who technically trained in hot yoga, even though we didn't cover anything about the heat. So yeah, I don't know. I've I've not been able to go to a hot yoga class and not come out feeling like I've overdone it. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm not holding back enough, you know. I've just never had a, a fantastic experience with it. I've always just come out like, wow, I'm really sweaty. That was good. <laughs> well, people think when you sweat, it's good, <laughs> don't they? 
I mean, there's no harm in sweating. <laughs> it can be okay to be a bit hot and give it sweating, like saunas and stuff like that. But I don't know. Exercising in the heat, especially if your body's not used to it. I think the other thing as well is here in England, those kind of temperatures, we just aren't used to it. We just don't have that kind of thin blood. You know, it took me two years to get used to the, to the cold here in England after I moved from down in the south east coast of america so someone who lives in the heat constantly might absolutely be fine with hot yoga they might never want to do it because they're already in the heat all the time mm. but <laughs> but they might be a lot better off in these hot yoga classes than someone from you know england and the north and stuff where it might be quite cold most of the year and you really have to get used to being cold i sometimes think when you sweat you feel like you've achieved more though don't you i uh... think Yes, I know what you mean, but I would say to pay attention to your heart rate rather than how much you're sweating, which I know isn't nearly as satisfying. <laughs> I did two buckets today. <laughs> but like the the more you do, especially with cardio and those kind of things that do make you sweat, the more you do it, the less your body is exhausted by it. So like the less likely you are to break out into buckets of sweat mm. because you've you're just getting, you know, your body's getting more healthy at putting itself into that kind of, that physical stress. And the heart's getting a bit healthier and stuff. So you just want to get the heart rate up, but you don't have to, like, absolutely be dripping. So the breath and the heart rate, there you go. There are your indicators, not not sweat. Okay. <laughs> but I'd be surprised if you didn't get at least a little warm. Mm. Are you going to be happy keeping that in, or do you think that's going to get a lot of backlash? No, that should be fine. I might put it on my social media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because the thing is, the way people make money sometimes in their podcasts is they have the Patreon, don't they, account, so that they've got, like, episodes yeah. behind a paywall so that the fans of the podcast can listen to the secret episodes. Yeah. So if we ever do that, we should have, like, a Kayla Uncut episode where you say all of the things <laughs> I have to cut because of your controversial all opinions. All these horrible things. I'm working really, really hard to make sure you've got the nicest cuddliest like persona possible yoga in teacher these. persona yeah, they yeah. have to cut all yeah, the yeah. vitriol out <laughs> yeah, yeah we could like be like for four pounds a month you can listen to kayla slag off loads of other like <laughs> lead city council and <laughs> and her neighbors yeah, yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. is this a bit what i'm supposed to say about all the types of comedy i don't think are good like musical comedy oh, right. and <laughs> improv <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love improv. Do you? You do because it's an so. American thing, isn't it? It's an Amer- You've yeah, said it before. It's an, an American, American thing, thing. and good as well. Very good tradition of improv in America. I I like improv a lot, but I think that, like you're saying, I think that's just because I've watched it growing up and stuff. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying, uh, uh, but does it also need to be more regulated? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just just because they're sweating on stage yeah. does not mean that they've achieved. <laughs> They are good improvisers, like people. I'm not good. I mean, I, I say I, I'm not really a big fan of musical comedy, but some musical comedians are absolutely excellent. So yeah, I say this is like a complete snob that, that does the hardest type of comedy there is. You know, proper jokes and stuff. Yeah, but uh, I can be controversial as well. <laughs> but... <laughs> I've walked into town through the canal. Have you done that? Where you walk, have. Walk we talked about this before because the houseboats. Chugging. You know, ah, the houseboats! Yeah, yes! Yeah, yeah, I haven't done it for a while. Probably because of the houseboats. Well, <laughs> I don't mind it, but I don't, sometimes there are like people on bikes, and now I've got these Bluetooth headphones, and worried someone's going to pinch them off my head. Is that a thing? That happened to someone I know in London. They passed on us a bicycle and 
grabbed them off their head. Yeah, some bike guys just, oh yeah, just like yanked it off his head. Wow. It's like, are they over the head ones or are they in ear? I think they were just like uh, over the head ones. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, how you're not going to go in someone's them, ears. So you're just, like, you're just <laughs> grab the middle bit, yoink. Yeah, you know. yeah, from the head. and, and You probably even yeah. say yoink. Yeah, you have to say yoink when yeah. you do it. <laughs> so, yoink. That's what I'm worried about when I'm walking about. I've got a metal bottle of water, though, so I like hold that. Oh, oh, that's good. I know I haven't hit anyone with it, but like I think it's a potential <laughs> weapon, you know, so. Safety first. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always worried someone's going to grab my phone out of my hands because apparently people do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you use your phone to get on buses and stuff now. So, like, if you have it out and you're kind of holding it ready to get onto the bus, that's when people kind of run run past and grab it out of your hands. Ever, ever since I saw that, like, a compilation of people doing it in London, I was like, oh, my God, I'm never getting my phone out again. <laughs> so now I'm, like, really protective and I stand near the glass. And it's a bit – sometimes I feel like I'm being a bit silly, but I think – No, you can I think I'm probably just cautious, you know. Have you ever been mugged before? No, we've always been really, really careful. Cause well, we've, yeah. we've done backpacking trips around Europe. Being mugged is different, but like assuming pickpocketing style stuff or just running and grabbing, um, I've, we've always been really, really careful. I don't think I've ever really had anything stolen. Have you? Yeah, uh, twice. At, at point? At, at something point? Knife point? Yeah, I got stabbed or, or with a knife. You guys... Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was that? In Edinburgh. Oh my god. I like Edinburgh. You're ruining it for me. Yeah, it was three in the morning and I was walking back to where I was staying. Well, one, I don't usually be around at one festival. Okay. So. What happened? Well, just these guys asked for my stuff, otherwise they would stab me. And then I was a little bit reluctant to give them absolutely everything. So they were a bit more forceful. Where'd they do it? In the leg. That's horrible. Yeah, but it doesn't matter now. I mean... They're just little jabs. I'm not trying yeah. to downplay it, like, but you can say, no. you can say, yeah. oh, you know, I was stabbed three. It makes it sound like you're in a prison fight or something. But like, it just, <laughs> like, it was just three yeah. jabs in the leg, and they punched me as well. But yeah, I got everything back because I got caught. Oh, did you? So I got all my stuff back, oh. and then I got criminal injury compensation, and it paid for my first car. So, oh. so not that I'm grateful to them or anything like that, but. <laughs> I mean, that's years ago. Did you say so. you've been you've been mugged twice, though? No, no, no. That's the only successful attempt. Oh. Someone tried to mug me on a bus in London once. These two guys got on, and I was sitting on a night bus with my friend. I was staying at his. Two guys came up and said, oh, give us your phone or something. And I was like, well, there were loads of people on the bus. So I was just like, well, it's not like it's just the two of us. So I was just like, no. And then me and my friend just pushed past them both as they were like, and then said to the bus driver or those two guys upstairs trying to take our stuff and the bus dri- driver went oh i knew i shouldn't have let them on because <laughs> there must have been you know dodgy yeah. seeming and then she goes that's what they do though don't they they prey on the weak and i was just like i am standing here <laughs> you know i always gonna go i beg your pardon yeah i was like <laughs> look at these muscles look at these guns <laughs> so did you want to talk about something um, substantial maybe do you not think we can make a whole episode of me being stabbed in the leg? <laughs> yeah, maybe. we could. Well, if we talk about the trauma, how, how were you next time you went to London? Um, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I was, really uh, sweaty, I made really sure that stuff. I stayed in a flat near the city centre rather than mm. have to walk across a certain... But were you, were you worried? Did you feel anxious, like, in your chest? No, I wasn't that bad. See, there's no story there. Sorry. you got to be like, yes, I was traumatised by it. I was sweating buckets walking down the road. <laughs> 
everybody gauges trauma differently. That's the problem, isn't it? That's why it's like, you know, some people who have been in what you might say 100% without a doubt is a very traumatic situation, like war, battlefields and stuff. Or hot yoga and class. Then someone else, or a hot yoga <laughs> class. <laughs> and someone else who's like, you know, had a, an incident that was quite stressful. Maybe, I mean, maybe not as far as actually being um, physically abused, but like, you know, maybe threatened or something. That could be super traumatic for them. And everybody just gauges trauma differently based on like so many things. But trauma, you never know. No, you don't. So you did a class on digestion yesterday. Yeah. So digestion appears to be another one of those things that yoga can magically solve. Is that right? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I think. <laughs> I think that um, if you if you look into it, um, exercise is really good for your digestion, so getting things moving and stuff. But on top of that, your digestion is directly linked to your um, parasympathetic nervous system, which is called your... Rest and digest. Yeah, see? Rest and digest. See? You said that so, so many times, you need... I got that wrong. <laughs> so you need to be able, if you're not in a restful place, then you won't. your body won't digest properly. Then when we were talking about stress and like that... You may see, uh, like on TV and stuff, you may see someone who's like, uh, you know, murder mystery shows or something where they see something awful and then they vomit, you know, they mm-hmm. oh, and they vomit because it was so shocking for them. Like, but that that is actually how your body works. So even if you're not going so far as to like vomit because of something traumatic or stressful or whatever, surprising, low level stress still affects how well your body digests food. So you're not quite in the, in the, you know, ideal state for digestion. You really do need to rest. That's why, like, you shouldn't eat in, on the go. You know, you should take some time to eat, sit down. You're talking to the wrong person to some degree about that because sometimes if I do a gig that's, like, three hours away, I won't be able to sit indoors and have my meal. So yeah. I sometimes have sandwiches in the car or a wrap or something. While you're driving? Yeah, yeah, while I'm driving. Is that not dangerous? No, because I'm in cruise control. No eating and driving. I'm in cruise control on the motorway. So if I'm oh, driving okay, down windy roads in the country, I won't eat like a, K- I a KFC bucket or something. Windy little so. roads and then like chicken going everywhere. Yeah. Oh. There wouldn't be chicken, just kind of clarify that. For, oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Fries, French fries flying everywhere. What are we talking about? You've got to be careful about what you can't just eat anything while you're driving. I just mean, like, if you're in a rush and you're rushing off somewhere and you're like, oh, I have to rush here, but I need to eat, it's really, like, not good for you. If you do that once a blue moon, it's fine. But I mean, like, there's not a good habit to get Well, what's the difference between eating it, driving, and eating it when you're on a plane or on a train or something and sat down? And what's the difference? Well, a lot of the time when you're you're driving, you have to be in like a heightened state of awareness, don't you? And if you're not, then potentially there's a usual could be a problem. Yeah, but you don't. If you're in cruise control on the motorway <laughs> so, at ten o'clock at night or something, I mean, there, yes, there are situations where, like, yeah, it would be the same, nearly the same as sitting on a on a train or sitting in a plane and just like. But like, you're not any sort of state of alertness when you're at your kitchen table or something. I mean, what if burglars come in or something? <laughs> Oh, man, now everyone's going to be stressed while they're eating because they're constantly worrying about burglars. <laughs> right, I lost my, my, my flow. So, I don't know what was going on. I think I'm just trying to <laughs> undermine everything for change. Oh, that, it's yeah. okay. So yoga can help by helping you stay calm. How about that? Right. 
Because yoga helps naturally with, with feelings of stress and, and anxiety a lot of the time. I mean, obviously, go to a power yoga class, you're not going to feel that. But if you go to your average Joe yoga class or Hatha class, there's usually at least a little bit of focus on, you know, calming or in your Shavasana or focusing the mind or something like that, which can lower your stress levels. And then movement. And that doesn't have to be forceful like when we talk about dance exercise, you know, it doesn't have to be a Zumba class. I don't mean like just any old movement. I mean like, yeah, any movement is good, but you can also do kind of gentle movements that are more pointed to digestion. So the class that I did yesterday, that was specifically not if you had just eaten. So that wasn't intended, you know, like don't, don't on Christmas day, don't turn that class on and think you're going to get <laughs> a good class when you're absolutely stuffed that's not what I'm talking about it was more just about like the day after you know boxing day you ate loads yesterday now it's like oh you know slow digestion things are heavy I don't know so then maybe you would do that class just to help uh, digest it along there's a lot of pressure and release techniques so like you press on your belly and then hold that and then release and for digestion, it acts a bit like massage, so it can just literally help move things around. And then it does have the added benefit of whatever else you've got there. So if you menstruate and things like that, then that will help with that kind of thing as well. Just by it's in the same place, so it's just going to help by nature. Well, just pushing it and then releasing. Yeah, pressure yeah. and release techniques. Yeah, yeah. They help um, blood flow. So blood flow to the intestines, but also blood flow if, you, if you're bleeding. So... It's kind of interesting. Helps with cramping and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Well, I usually don't have problems with digestion. Hmm. Sorry to brag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, do you have IBS? Is that? Yes. Yeah, so probably, yeah, so. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you do so loads I of yoga, and I'm careful. fine. So this sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be careful about what I eat. So you're, you're, you know, your average. Yeah, you, you, things that people know, like, I don't know, make them a bit bloaty, like eating loads of broccoli or beans or something like that, like that will just cause pain rather than bloating. You know what I mean? So you just, I, I just have to be a bit careful. It's not, it's not really like really bad and it's not all my food and I, I don't struggle with it. I just have to be mindful not to have like a giant, you know, broccoli stir fry and then think I'm going to be all right the next, you know, in a few hours because mm. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but if you, if you're not, if you're not overly bothered and it's not something you have lots of problems with, you can take, um, buscopan mostly, which is an antispasmatic. Um, medication that does mm. actually take the pain away so if you really struggle or it was a one-off and it was an accident or something like that you can there are painkillers that help but the agus um, helps your ibs in general is it or is it not really i think the thing is is it's if you don't so it's, it's really healthy so something that ib that ibs can kind of trigger is is unhealthy like bathroom trips so mm. like not going enough or not or going too much even or something like that and it just kind of fickle and does whatever it wants so if you have a regular movement practice where you're moving, you know, like your sun salutations, up, down, up, down, you know, folding forward and standing up and folding forward and standing, those kind of movements right there, because that, that movement happens at the base of the back, which means that the stomach gets a lot of compression and release just by doing sun salutations. So that, that kind of movement around and about can, can really help just keep things flowing. It helps, it assists with your natural movement. So, uh, Peristalsis? Oh, I hate that word so much. Basically, you have muscles in the intestines that not, that move it. You know, like you don't have to think about. They just, they naturally move things around through the digestive system. And 
mo- your body moving can assist those muscles with moving things through the digestive system. And and twists really help with that. Mm. Again, a similar kind of compression. I thought you were going to say twists style. at some point. Yeah. 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 So there's a really big thing in the yoga world. Here, I'll go, go a bit controversial again. Right. There's a really big thing in the yoga <laughs> world. The intellectual that dark webs yoga podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Twists are detoxifying. Oh, twist out all the toxins. Your liver deals with your toxins. You don't need to twist your liver. It's not, in fact, you probably won't because it's in your ribcage. So, uh, <laughs> so you can, you can't really twist, uh, toxins out of your body. Your body deals with them through the organs that are designed to deal with toxins, you know. So, and, and by toxins, I do mean actual pollution, you know, things that come into your body that sh- really shouldn't be there or that you could have too much of. So if you have too much of certain vitamins, you don't necessarily weed them out. Some certain vitamins have to be processed. So you can overdose on like vitamin E. You can have too much of that. And symptoms of like vitamin E are like itchy skin, get really itchy and stuff like that. So like, but that's just like one example. Uh, you just mimicked scratching just then. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's which it's no skin. one would have seen. But yeah. I just if I say it, we can just imagine you doing it. So. <laughs> I'll have to get a picture of me itching my leg yeah. and then you can <laughs> so yeah so your organs sort that kind of stuff out but again twisting can help just with that compression and release so fresh blood into certain areas by pressing so like just just as simple as what we do in our hand like if you were to take your finger and squeeze your finger in the fist of your other hand and then release it's white and then it goes pink again so that's no blood and then the blood comes back. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a very simple kind of idea: pressure, pre, uh, you know, press and release, and then blood flows back. And there's a little bit of a theory, especially if you hold it for a longer time, that the blood that flows back is different blood, so it's fresh. And then that can be the same. So we're we're obviously like bags of water as well. So that's the same for like your your fascia, self massage, release, and stuff like that. You know, just trying to get fluids moving. Because we're so much more than just blood, obviously. We have a lot of fluid in our endocrine system and everything like that, in lymph system. And we have lots of different fluids going in the body that regulate things. So it's it's not just blood, but um, it, it can help to just keep things moving. A lot of things don't don't want to be still. You know, it's not good to hold still. We, sh- you sh- we sh- need to move all the time, every day, to keep all the body happy. <laughs> but in terms of like... Uh, specifically problems with your digestive system like IBS or pain or something like that sometimes it can help if you're in pain to do just the compression release like just pressing on the belly in your child's pose or something like that and then release that can be quite releasing can help with cramping um in terms of like if you're not in pain then having a regular practice can help keep you mindful you know, of, of movement and, and stuff. And then also your yoga practice in general encourages you to look at your whole life, not just what's going on on the mat. So maybe you eventually start to find patterns like, oh, I can't, I can't eat peppers. They kill me. Why, why did I notice this before? You know, or something like that, you know, and then you kind of learn a little bit about yourself. A good one is your, your superman or your superwoman, you know, where you lay flat on your belly and then you lift your hands and feet up and you, your belly presses into the floor. That one's a good one. But repetitive, so like up, down. Not up, when you're down. full, though. You mean just in general? Right? Yeah, that, that's not practice for when you're actually full of food. <laughs> when you're actually full of food, all you want to do is lie down with your feet about two feet up and then just stay there. I don't like lying down with a full stomach because you feel it was sloshing. And oh, something. well, if, if you're that full, you've eaten too much. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. 
next time, don't eat so much. <laughs> well, when I... There's like, there's like three things. You're supposed to like sit, sit with your back against a wall for five minutes, then lay in Shavasana for five minutes, and then lay with your legs up for five minutes. And I think you're supposed to do them in that That's order That's when you're really well. full. When when you've just eaten, yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't. You should never be really full. <laughs> well, I do live in the West. So. I mean, I know we all have we all have <laughs> like, lives where we we sometimes overeat. I'm not saying it's not a thing, but I mean, like, obviously, you don't you don't want to overeat every time you eat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do. But sometimes it's nice to have a big meal at the end of the day, isn't it? Hey, you're not going to get me arguing. I I love food. I ate half a melon today. Oh, a whole half a melon, did you? (laughs) I could eat another half now, to be honest, Mm. and it's only been, what, two hours? (laughs) (laughs) So what I do when I feel full that helps is I drink sparkling water or chewing gum. Are you joking? No. Isn't that like the opposite of what you should do when you're full? Because both of those things put extra air into your stomach? No, they sort it out. (laughs) I'm not joking. They're just... uh, What? How? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It helps me. Okay, I'm going to need an expert to explain this to me. Well, I, <laughs> my logic is that the gum makes the stomach think food's still coming, so it works harder. Okay. It, like, speeds well, I'm not, up I'm not the, saying gum isn't a good idea after you've eaten. Sometimes gum can, especially if it's mint. Gums. And the other thing I think that happens, now I'm not a scientist, I have to say, <laughs> but I think sparkling water, I think the bubbles go down there and then they um, make a load more air come back up. Like they cause some sort of... So you just burp all of the... Oh, so like any excess air that was there, it like combines with the... Yeah, and it forces it out. The water. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. like a volcanic burp eruption. So I mean, I'm not, I don't think theory. I burp that much actually, but... I feel like, so maybe it's just doing it sort of like steam coming out of my nose or something like from back through the esophagus and through there. But I, so I'm not a sign, I'm not, I'm not a biologist, but. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really. I mean, obviously if you have like an unsettled stomach, Mm. like there are herbs that help with that, like mint, like, but you're not, don't get mint flavored things. I mean, actual mint, like a mint, herbal mint tea or something like that can actually help because there's chemicals in the mint. I drink peppermint tea after meals. But I don't yeah, think it does. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it does anything as good as the garments and the fizzy water. So, <laughs> well, everybody, you know, get yourself some fizzy water and feedback because <laughs> this is interesting. I've never heard that before. Fizzy, I drink fizzy water <laughs> during meals now, not like if I'm in a restaurant during meals. If I'm in a restaurant during a meal, and I think it makes it the whole process better. I think. I'm not sure about this. Mm, right. There's even some really strict people who say you shouldn't ever drink at all while you're eating. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure I agree with that either, but yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what do you do? We, when need, you... we need to get a nutritionalist on the show or something and see what their opinion is. <laughs> I can only tell you what works for me. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? That's fine. You do you. <laughs> But I mean, I, I, the inverse day is that I can take anything, like gut wise. I just eat, I can eat anything. Yeah. Never really have a problem. My, my mother in law's like that. I wish I was like that, but I'm not. I will eat anything. I mean, I make ethical choices sometimes, but. I, <laughs> I, I, you mean if someone said, oh, here, have this, try it, you, d- you would try yeah, it? Yeah, just any, just no, yeah, yeah. And I, I probably yeah. won't suffer for it. So, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, perhaps. Crazy. I shouldn't be. Uh, I'm like a, you know, I'm like a Volkswagen Beetle. That <laughs> basically, just 
It just everything just keeps going. I've got a, a VW engine in the bowels. <laughs> so that's what it is. Yeah. The gum and fizzy water is basically like a good oil for the uh, <laughs> for, your, for your guts. That's, uh, oh, that's all you've got to do. But you know, I'm that's sure it. I'm sure all of your twisting and yoga probably helps out. So, but uh, yeah. We, yeah. yeah, I tend to not really ever, hardly ever have any problems with my IBS. Uh, okay, but like I said, potentially that's because I know what my triggers are now. Mm. Anyway, I think it's funny though that you do really gassy things and that helps. I, I would have said that was like the wrong, the yeah. like the the opposite. Yeah, well, no, they used to think smoking was healthy, though, didn't they? So what do they? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, you're right. It's like the opposite to, <laughs> to that, isn't it? Like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if it works, if it does actually make you feel better or, or seems to help, then yeah. I mean, that I think that's the, I think that is part of the reason why it's really hard to do like more holistic healthcare because in more like medical science based studies, they want it to be the same for everyone. And if it's not, they won't give it the green light. Like, I mean, they'll say like, oh, it's safe or whatever, mm. but they won't be like, oh, this is the now the treatment. You know, all oh, the treatment for this is now this. You do this, and you will be better because it might not work for some people. So then they don't they don't ever give it the green light. It doesn't end up in you know necessarily end up in hospitals unless you know you need specialized treatment and you start going down loads of routes. You know, but like if you go to someone who does like holistic medicine or something, they might be like, oh, try this. No, oh, that didn't work. Try this. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Try this. And it feels a bit weird, but it can be one of the one really good way of sorting things out because you find what works for you. I think it's a bit odd that we think that something that works for one person is good should work for everybody. So I think the thing is, is like we're busy. We're, we're we've got busy lives. We've got stuff going on. We, we've got jobs. We've got you know families. You know, um, you've got you know work that you're trying to get on with, and perhaps you're studying and stuff like that. And basically, you're busy and learning all about your own body, how it works, what's going to help it, what's not going to help it. Uh, not just like in terms of dig- digestion, but movement, what you can do, what you can't do, what triggers pain, you know, maybe deep back bends always sends, you know, your back into spasms and that's it. And you know that, so you don't do them. Like there's loads of kind of like little tweaks, but th- basically we have to take our own health into our own hands and sort it out. And if we're too busy to do that, we leave it until we get to the point where we need to go to a doctor and then they give us methods that work for everybody, but they might not be the best method for you. The best method would have been to take your your health into your own hands right at the beginning or as soon as you started having issues and see what you can do to help yourself, which obviously I'm not saying, oh, everybody's lazy. Everybody's busy. Mm. <laughs> you know, we've all got stuff going on. The last thing we need to do is try and keep a food diet so we can figure out what's you know causing our IBS. <laughs> well, hold on, what was in that burger I had the other night? Was it it was pea protein and what? <laughs> you know, and you're trying to like make a note of everything. <laughs> you know, I uh, yeah, I feel I feel it's hard work, but it's worth it if you feel like you can squeeze it into your life because mm. it will make a difference to everything. You know, how you feel, how much energy you have, how enjoyable things are. So if you know you have issues with a certain area, like I know my neck is a bit. I'm like, so I never, I hardly ever do things uh, like shoulder stands. I'm very, very mindful of my shoulder stand. I don't try and go straight anymore or anything like that. And I never set it off. So I'm never, I t- hardly ever get that crick in my neck anymore and stuff. So whereas when I was pushing myself, trying to do the really deep shoulder stands and stuff, I was getting, you know, pinched nerves all the time. And then that affects how you move and how much you want to cook or how, how much you want to rest because you feel like it hurts. And yeah, I don't know. I think learning about your own body and mm. 
slowly trying to live around it is like it can be life-changing really i don't ever get neck problems yeah do you know why that is because i bathe in fizzy water (laughs) (laughs) just get a bottle of san pellegrino and just chuck it over my head every day yeah you shake it up like a a formula one driver like champagne (laughs) like champagne and then like Anyway, I think I've covered it. Did I cover it? I think so, but I think I sabotaged that so much. So, <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm now bracing myself for a barrage of negative letters from improv groups and people that do hot yoga, and uh, I hope we've not upset anybody. I mean, you know, we're, we're reasonable people. We sound reasonable. We're just, uh, you know, we both said it's not, not necessarily bad. I'm just covering our backs here, hopefully, just a little bit. I mean, it would be a weird thing to be cancelled over, wouldn't it? But anyway, we'll see you in two weeks' time. If you love the show, which is hopefully um, what is your feeling towards it, then please tell other people about it. That would be fantastic because we don't have any money going into marketing, advertising or anything like that. It's purely rely on sort of word of mouth and kind of the show sort of speaking for itself a bit so you don't have to broadcast it on the internet if you don't want but if you have a friend that you think is interested you can tell them or you can broadcast it on the internet if if you so wish share our posts or give us a nice review on itunes slash apple Podcasts. so we will see you hopefully in in two weeks if we haven't upset you because you <laughs> used to be on whose line is it anyway or something right bye now <laughs>